0: Hello, it's Danny Howell back again for another episode of Tales from Southern Indiana. Um, you know, I've often thought about the uh, general uh, um, social conservative uh, ways of the folks uh, where I grew up in small town southern Indiana, uh, and and a certain amount of innocence that sort of went with everything. I remember when I was a senior in high school, you know, the... Um, Uh, there was a wave of pregnancies and and the graduating class was reduced by about 20 percent because back then sadly if someone was pregnant they were immediately kicked out of school and uh, horrible practice but it it, it had to do with this overall kind of victorian stuff that uh, seemed to predominate and I, i was perusing some articles first of all contemporaneous to when i was in high school they they had very a lot of concern about dances. Dances were considered to be potentially, uh, you know, morally uh, bankrupt activities that could lead to all kinds of problems. And so, there were formal dance regulations, and they were published in the, um, well, in the local paper. Uh, but they were regulations from the high school, and they, and they had some, you know, some some items that one might be surprised about uh and ones that you wouldn't uh, you, you couldn't be drunk that made sense that would make sense today um there weren't very many clothes that were considered acceptable. So any article of dress which disturbs the school uh, you know what something you wore would disturb, <laughs> disturb the entire school or damaged property what would you wear that damaged property i, I don't know you know clothes that were on fire right? or might be considered immodest well goodness uh, or offensive to good taste is forbidden, not just discouraged, not against the rules, forbidden. Metal cleats on shoes w- will not be able Who dances with metal cleats that, 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 that just invites, you know, never wanting anyone to dance with you again? And most importantly, under the heading living and working together, keep hands off other person's bodies and their property. This applies to boy and girl relationships. So... Oh, you know, important, important tips. Now, this is just sort of you know what had descended from even rather more strict or urgent regulations about dancing. Um, Back uh, in the era before the Depression, here's an article from my local paper from 1922 called "Dance Regulations." But the regulations were a little different. "Cheek to cheek dancing and all other close-up dancing has been barred by public dance regulations laid down by the mayor." And so the mayor noted that they've been besieged with requests to clean up the dances in the city. And so some of the appeals to purge the dances have come from mothers of young girls, not surprisingly. So they, they specify, so they have rules that specified exactly where the arm of the man shall encircle the body of the dancing partner and that all couples while in the act of dancing, must be six inches apart. the act of other things, they don't have to be six inches apart, but for dancing, that's where the ruler goes. And again, they (laughs) they were very specific. The man's arm must be six inches above the lady's waistline with face, I take it the man's face, looking over the lady's right shoulder and the lady looking over the gents' left shoulders. like you can't actually look at each other. If you look at each other in the face, then the person with a six-inch ruler is going to smack you with it. Um, and again, they reinforce that six-inch rule. So all couples, while in the act of dancing, must keep moving about, which is you know, sort of the whole point of dancing. And the hall should be equipped, this is another important way to discourage immodest and immoral behavior. The hall should be equipped with a proper lighting system that will supply a brilliant ray of light at all times. Starting to not be all that surprised at why I never really learned to dance when I was a kid. All right, so this was, you know, this was kind of regular stuff. And in the course of reviewing these things, I came across an article from 1909. This is in my local paper, um, but it's actually about uh, news from a larger school system in which the state superintendent uh, came and gave a speech uh, about lovemaking in school. This says that, you know, the, the superintendents had sprang a new subject uh, that few of his hearers expected to find upon the program. To openly discuss and condemn it had never been surmised, but he didn't miss words in his practice. is referenced in disapproval of the practice of lovemaking in the schools. I would have thought there already was a rule about that. But anyway, he says, this is the worst evil towards progress in study in our schools. Apparently that was the objection, that it he distracted from study, as, as it presumably would. He said that puppy love tactics are indulged in by children of the schools today, and as far as it would lie to his inability, he was going to put a stop to the disgusting methods uh, of, of, of these students. He said he expressed disgust and regret at the advent of the hair rat. You may recall from our episode about snakes that the hair rat was an a, a object you put in hair that was already sticking kind of straight high up to make it look bigger. And in that particular episode, uh, a, a snake had taken up residence with the hair rat and was biting the woman with the hair rat. But at any rate, this is not about that. This is just, he didn't like the idea of hair rats at all. Apparently, they led to lovemaking. He said, I have gone into schools, he says, where there were 2,000 females and I have found not more than half a dozen girls. All right, well, he... You know, the the whole concept of counting seems to be all skewed for him. the others were ladies with their hair done up ridiculously and dressed in party gowns. Well, so, you know, this is, you know, this is the sort of thing that leads to troubles, is that, you know, the real girls, he says, had no paint on their faces, no gloves on their hands, no rats in their hair, and no boy ideas in their simple little hearts. (laughs) <laughs> they, they knew nothing of worldly habits, cared less for them and went about their studies as if they would amount to something and not plan to marry. So, I, okay, well, you know, the, the different, different era and different rules and concerns about all kinds of things. And I, where, all, where all this led us to? I, I'm, I'm not quite sure. When I was in high school, there were very few clothes that were acceptable, I and mean, you could, as a boy, you could not wear jeans, you could not wear t-shirts, you could not wear sneakers. You had to wear penny loafers, I guess, or something like that. And um, and, and it was tough on the farm kids, you know, you, you literally couldn't wear what you normally wore uh, on the farm, it was forbidden. And for the girls, uh, you could wear skirts, but they can only be like one inch above the knee, And that six-inch ruler came out again, you know, that would make sure that you weren't deviating from that or you'd be sent home. And um, at the end of the day, I I suppose what, you know, it certainly didn't encourage people to focus all that much on their studies. Um, But then again, I suppose that, you know, they may have lacked the rules about lovemaking that we we referenced earlier that would have rounded out the uh, insurance that folks led a straight and true life and ended up uh, focusing on studies instead of marrying. So uh, I, I, there's, there's, there's some old tips uh, that uh, may, may not be of any use anymore, but I couldn't resist sharing them when I saw the articles. And, uh, you know, as always, when we visit the past in the old issues of the Mitchell Tribune, um, never know what we'll find in there. And uh, usually it's, you know, it's stuff that doesn't amount to much of anything by way of news. But here you are, some guides for living for the young people. Uh, along with the articles that we've discussed before about the importance of not having the 11-year-old children smoke uh, in the street. Now, smoking, of course, is forbidden at the dances. The dance regulations mentioned that. Now, my older brother uh, was a stagehand at the school musical uh, when he was a senior in high school, and he and the other stagehands, during the actual musical itself, decided to retire to an area underneath the stage to smoke cigarettes which was not permitted, but they that's a little cubbyhole they found where they could smoke cigarettes. The problem was that the cigarette smoke would rise up from underneath the stage and sort of become a little cloud in front of the, uh, the actors and singers during the program. So I think folks probably thought it was a special effect of some sort. Um, drinking, as the school regulations mentioned, there was no drinking allowed. My my older brother uh, he seemed to be—he seemed to be the one who did all these things. He, on the night of graduation, he and several class officers um, were driving around in a car, and uh, they were all apparently intoxicated. They got stopped by a police officer, not because they were driving erratically, but because they had a tail light in the car it was burnt out, so they gave him a warning or what have you. But as the officer was walking away, the boy in the back seat who was the most drunk grabbed a, a a full beer can and threw it at the officer which then led to them all all being arrested and uh when my father went to retrieve my brother from jail uh, when he brought him home my mother took out the the corporal punishment tool of choice that we've spoken about before the broom and hit him and chased him with the broom um which i'm sure you know is a is a is a a true and tried way to cure uh, delinquency and, and alcoholism, I suppose. So, a few blasts from the past having to do with morality. We don't talk about that all that much in the podcast, but, uh, you know, the, the whole notion of anything having to do with fun is always something that we struggle with in southern Indiana a little bit. And, um, you know, why not have some rules to make sure it never happens? As always, thanks for listening. It's sure great to visit with you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.